Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Attachments podcast. My name is Jessica De Silva, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and an attachment coach helping adults end their unhealthy dating patterns and create stronger, secure relationships. Attachment theory gives us insight into how we currently experience love through understanding our earlier attachment dynamics. I created this podcast as a safe space to share stories and insights on different aspects aspects of attachment so that you can better understand how this manifests in your own life. My only request is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind. So without further ado, let's get into it. On today's podcast episode, I have my mom, Denise De Silva, joining us today. Mind you, this is her first time doing anything like this, and she was quite nervous, and so was I, not gonna lie. But I've been wanting to invite her on for a while, as I always use our relationship dynamic and my stories and examples. Um, and now that I have her all to myself here in Colorado, I figured now would be the right time to do that. So my goal with this podcast is to give you guys an inside look into our relationship. Um, so if you've been listening for a while, you know that my mom has played a huge role in my prior fearful of an attachment style and even though we have our rough patches till this day um, we've both learned to become more secure in our own ways which has helped us to have you know the relationship that we have today and in this episode we share some of those strategies that have worked for us so just know that despite your upbringing and your past experiences it doesn't have to define you or others and with enough awareness and the willingness to change we can all become more secure individuals so without further ado here is our conversation Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Um, so today we have a special guest. It is my mother, Denise De Silva. Um, as some of you guys may know from my social media posts, I had a back injury this last weekend that resulted in, you know, aggravating my herniated disc, and so I had to be in bed for the last couple of days. Um, but anyways, my mom came to town to help me out from California, and it was a lifesaver. And so I just figured, because I talk to her so, or I talk about her so much to you guys, um, and so much of my story and so much of my experiences and my attachment style have come from my relationship with her, I thought it would be really interesting for her to come onto the podcast and share her side of the story. Um, so anyways, welcome, mom. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked my Instagram community to, you know, drop some questions about what you guys would like to know about our relationship. Keep in mind that I have a prior fearful avoidant attachment style with a lot of anxious tendencies. Um, my mom also has a predominantly fearful avoidant attachment style, my grandma. So it's really interesting how these attachment traumas get passed down from generation to generation. Um, also, she's Brazilian and she's a little embarrassed about her accent. So <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> Just giving you the heads up, but totally. it's very, it's a charming, cute accent and it's why we love her so much. 
Okay, are you ready, Mom, for the questions? I guess so. To come closer. All right. So, let's see here. All right, question number one. How did you two let go of past traumas in order to have your strong friendship now? Okay, so I'll start with this question. Um, so, we've always had a good connection in terms of you know, we have the same kind of sense of humor. Um, we have similar, like we have shared common interests. We like to travel. We like to do certain things. So we always, you know, kind of connected in that way. It's just that in my teenage years, um, especially when my parents divorced, um, that's where a lot of the distrust kind of started playing in. Um, where my mom was a little bit more absent because she wanted to live her life after being married and having children for for so long. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, mom? I mean, it's pretty much like the relationship the was always there. We always have like you know fun together. We have great time when we we used to travel just both of us. You know, like the. When you turn 15, we went to Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic was so funny, and we have a great time. It's just like I think started when uh, when you're like a teenager. Yeah. You know that means you know getting all the attitude and want to leave your life, and we started kind of argument more. Yeah. Um, you know, the same time that's. What you said, like uh, I got divorced, and and it's pretty much I was young, and uh, and I was trying to live my life after a, a while, being married and raising kids and having a husband that was not too included in the family. Yeah. So my dad, by the way, you guys, was more on the avoidant side. Would you say dad was a little bit more avoidant? Yeah. Yeah, he does. I mean, he he was there, but not with the responsibility. Yeah, you know, it's just like I was the one has the best job, the better job. I was the one being the big big provider. That means I I could blink. I I need to be there for the three girls and to support my family. Yeah, so it really felt like my mom pretty much raised us. My dad was present, but, like, physically he was present, but emotionally not very present. And it's not like he was a bad guy at all. He just wasn't really present in our lives. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think it was pretty much when, you know, you started bringing, like, friends over that I, I, I knew that was won't be, like, a very good... Uh, example for you that's why we start fighting um, because of course I I did what my mom never did to me was let friends to be over my house that means what I did with my kids was like invite all her friends to be over my house that means I could see and I could feel what's going on my mom always had, like, whenever I would bring friends over, she would always be like, yep, that's your friend. Nope, that's not your friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, I mean, some friends you can see right away. It's going to be your friends for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Or just being, you know, it's just like that one is for 
having a good time. This one is to you to laugh. This one is so depressed. Yeah. That means you have you. I was just qualified, you know, your friends and but the real ones that you yeah. could be with you in the good days and the bad days. I think is that the real friends. Yeah, and so so I could always. Like, I could count on my mom to meet my needs in a lot of ways. And I always talk to you guys about this, about needs, right? And we can't expect for, you know, we can't expect for one person to meet all our needs. We can't expect our partner or parent to meet all our needs. So my mom was able to meet my needs in the sense of, you know, I can count on her. Like, for this instance, right, where I hurt my back and I felt like I had nobody, I knew that she would drop her work to come visit me and support me. So, like... In those ways, I know that she can meet my needs. Um, you know, when I call her, she answers. She calls me back. She's reliable in a lot of ways. But growing up until this day, you know, there's needs there that I get met from from other people. Um, and I didn't understand that growing up. I was like, mom needs to meet all of my needs. And because she doesn't, it makes her a bad person. But now that I'm older, I see, wow, like, yeah, she was married for a very long, had to raise kids on her own. And so then when my parents divorced and she wanted to live her life, like I get that now, right? But back then I didn't understand. And then to top it off, the cultural piece where Brazilians, they're very emotional. They're very emotional. And mom, when yeah, you... Yeah, we express it. We <laughs> express ourselves pretty, pretty much myself like a... Yeah, it's yeah, terrifying. It's yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That's the way I was raised too. Like my mom was pretty yelling. loud. Yeah, yelling. You yeah. know, was kind of abuse. You know, uh, grandma is very abusive very, to you. Yeah, She's yeah. very abusive to my mom. Like I see it. Clearly. I call her like a general. Yeah. Everything have to be like in her way was not. A different way and then she uses it as like control yeah over super you. Control, yeah she's very manipulative in a lot of yeah. ways so mom you were saying that you wanted to not be like grandma exactly that's why like the way I grew up I I always wanted to do differently I want to be my kids friend I want to be part of their lives I want to you know, enjoy, you know, every day. Um, it's just like welcome their friends to to our house. Everything that I never had. You know, well, I, I never could say, you know, when I lost my virginity. It's just like was the point that I, I have to be so quiet and nervous when I would love to maybe to have my mom and have a conversation and everything will be so more so much easier the same like I grew up like oh if you kiss or if you if you have sex you're never gonna get married that means that's why I, w I lost my virginity I think was like I was 18 19 years old because you told me you were oh no never mind yeah you told me you were like 22 no no, <laughs> no, not 22. Mm, I thought you said 22. No, not 22. Okay. Um, yeah, I was like uh, in 19. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, by the way, I was the, la the last one for all my friends. 
but you know um, you were very controlled growing up and so you didn't want to yeah I was so scared because I totally believe whatever she said I was like oh my gosh I'm never gonna get married that's why like a, a lot of relationship was horrible because you know I was never myself I was so scared about you know mm. um, you know put myself a hundred percent in a relationship you know, it's just like uh, maybe I, you know, I, I could have more chance to find like a, yeah. a better partner. But um, you know, I was so afraid that if I have sex, that guy will leave me. Mm. And uh, yeah. So yeah. So, so again, like those those traumas, those belief systems, how they get passed down from generation to generation, right? Like my grandma instilling these fears into my mom, which obviously creates her reality. And then my mom, you know, obviously passing some of that down to us, but doing her best to change her parenting style. Um, but, you know, there's always so much to learn and we can't, I mean, we can change our ways in a lot of ways. We can change our behaviors, but um, so much of that comes with awareness and working on yourself. So the next question is, but anyways, to answer your question uh, a little bit further too, me understanding all of this and understanding trauma, understanding attachment patterns um, has helped me have so much more compassion so I don't get as easily triggered by her you know I have boundaries when we were living together it was really hard you know because (laughs) there was a lot of enmeshment growing up and codependency um but you know living apart helps so much too and having those boundaries in place really helps our relationship and of course now we are more mature yeah and you know we we learn and we start respect each other more yeah you've changed like you don't get as I mean you're still a little Cray cray, but you're not as bad as you used to be. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm good. I'm 61 now. <laughs> Somehow I have to, you know, change a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to, or else you're not going to have people in your life. I know. I know exactly. And I know to like to you, your daughters are so important that like, well, if you want us in your life, you you know, you got to make some changes. No, I'm trying. You know, I think it's it's uh, try, it's it's forever. Every day I learn different things. Every day I do mistakes, but I learn with my own mistakes. Yeah. And I'm trying to do better the next time. That means now I'm thinking twice before I start doing something. Or saying something. Yeah, saying something. <laughs> I was like, okay. Or reacting. Yeah, in a exactly. Way. Like, okay, uh, maybe it's not the time or you can do better. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I really appreciate about her. And I not I know not a lot of people have this capacity or, or willingness to, but she's very open to listening and she's open to just taking responsibility and and you know working on changing her behavior um, and respecting boundaries so that has been very helpful i don't think we would have this relationship if she wasn't open to doing those things so the next question is you know can you explain the fearful avoidant attachment style so yes Yeah. So the fearful avoidant attachment style, again, this is what I had for most of my life. My mom, my grandma, I'm sure my sisters have this as well. Actually, I know that they do. But the fearful avoidant 
basically, you know, how they experience love is that they crave love, but they are afraid of it at the same time. So they're, they have both of those anxious and avoidant tendencies. So they want love and they're really good at giving love and nurturing, but at the same time, they don't trust it because they experienced betrayal in the past or they experienced that, you know, they couldn't really trust their attachment figure. Um, so with, you know, with my mom, it was like, you know, I knew that she was a safe place in a lot of ways, but then sometimes when she would yell or call us names or like just be very emotional, I felt very unsafe, right? So it's like, is mom going to be in a good mood today? Is she going to be in a bad mood today? So it was really, really, it just felt very unstable, very unsettling in a lot of ways. But I feel like that that was with you and grandma too. Like you never knew what you were going to get with grandma. Yeah. I mean, I never had like a good relationship with my mom. It was more like, I know she was there for me. She always gave us the best she could, uh, but was emotional. She was never there. That means I need to... And by the way, sorry to interrupt, Mom, that's like the classic avoidant too, right? It's like they can meet your physical needs, but emotionally, if they don't meet your needs, that causes you to become more avoidant. Okay, go on. Um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So emotionally, she she wasn't really there. You couldn't really... Yeah, she was never there. Um, Also, you know, my dad was unfaithful. Um, you know, that means I grew up with a mother I knew that her husband was, you know, having affairs. That means it was never like a, a peaceful yeah. home. You know, uh, that means uh, he was a doctor, anesthesiology, and that means sometimes when he get back home and he has to have like his whiskey to relax and <clears throat> and then start the fight with my mom and and the fight came like a uh, physical <coughs> excuse me and it was not like a nothing was n- nothing positive never there's always a lot of fights that means I can see myself being more vocal with my own kids when things didn't go in my way for sure I could raise my voice and and be more, you know, um, um, not aggressive, but like uh, strong. And and that's the part that I, I try so hard, and I'm still, you know, uh, you know, change because I don't want that feeling anymore. I don't want my kids to feel that way, to be scared about talking to me about anything. Of course, it's things that we we kind of afraid to talk to the moms. But I was I'm trying my best to be very open. That means I can help them, you know, with their needs and with their fears or anything that they need me. Um, because you weren't able to d- you weren't able to do nothing. That no, that's no. why you lied so much. <laughs> that's why my grandma doesn't trust my mom because my mom oh still my, lies. Yeah, so yeah I was well, yeah. Otherwise, I could leave. <laughs> or else you she know, she leave. was like a she was very commanding. Yeah, nineteen years old. No, I was nineteen. I was twenty-two years old. Yeah. Then when I drove my car and I uh, I stay in the mountains for nine days 
without phone, without, of course, that time was no cell, no nothing. My mom or my grandma would show up at clubs. My mom yeah. would say, dancing, have a good time, having a a drink, and my mom was just behind me. Hey, <laughs> let's go home. That's it was just I was so afraid for an, anything. See, you guys, she was afraid, like so afraid, and that's the thing is. With grandma, you can count on her for a lot of things, yeah. right? But at the same time, she was you so were scary. Exactly, and that's the fearful avoidant, you guys, right there. It's like you can count on them, right there. They're meeting these needs for you. They are a safe person for you in some regard, but then this other part of you is terrified of them, like terrified. Oh, of how totally, yeah. Respond. It's just like when you're in a bad mood, I have to lock myself because. And was no privacy, you know. She was just. She has a, even another key to open the door. That means it's you could be alone anywhere. Yeah. That means my my choice was to run away, to stay, uh, you know, out the most I could, because it was horrible to be home. Yeah. The most I want to be home, because I have my room. I love my room, but. Just to know that she's gonna be there, and my sister and the drama of my dad was like I prefer to just not be there. No, yeah. Which is why she moved all the way to Los Angeles. I was 25 years old, and I have a great job. I was a teacher in a very good private school in Brazil. I grew up in a very good, you know, school in Brazil. I'm very um lucky that I you know my parents was a good provider they provide school and everything that I need like um, um, clothes yeah no, not that much I became very independent I've always been very independent but yeah they provide everything but I started working I was 15 years old you know at school I was finishing school and doing you know, going to help the teachers then they start asking me oh Denise you know they're looking for something you know to be with the kids and I start volunteer then they gave me a job to be assistant and then I became a teacher like um, you know little kids uh, like two three years old and I have my degrees and everything and but uh, one day, a friend of mine, Denise, let's go to California. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go. We got a ticket. We purchased tickets for uh, uh, not one away. Round trip. Round trip. And, and I came. I came in, and I think it's mean to be because I was just driving with a friend, and I saw this little... Um, preschool and I was this is 1986 and I told my friends oh my gosh it's so cute but it was not cute it was so simple and then I asked my friend can you let's go over there and ask for a job and of course it was no English my English was pretty much cheeseburger hamburger hot dogs <laughs> coca-cola and then I was so lucky that day, the owner was there, and her name is Katja Bozzi, and 
and we started, you know, I was trying my best and talking something, of course, was like a portañol, it's like Portuguese and Spanish mm -hmm. together, but a friend of mine was translated. That means somehow the woman gave me a job, and she was teaching me, I mean, a little English. I went to ELS, uh, but for a little bit, but um, I was working a lot with her, and she's, she was my angel. I think uh, Miss Juby, that's why I'm still work with her since 1986 until today, 2022. That means um, I, I really went through my goals and, and of course I was lucky, but um, at the same time I gave my best every single day to be in this position. I was so she worked really hard to get to where yes, she is today, totally, yeah. um, and and it's hard to be away from family, but at the same time, it's it's helped your. I mean, I don't think you could have stayed in Brazil with your conditions. No, no. Yeah. that means I wanna, you know, more. Yeah. You know, no more. Like, it probably was because more emotional. That's why I escaped. Yeah. And actually, it's interesting because a lot of the, like, when you're not happy at home, you're going to do everything <laughs> to leave. Yeah. And my escape route was I got married at the age of 19. Um, I got married really, really early because, again, like during those later teenage years, I was having terrible relationship with my mom in a lot of ways. Um, and so... I got married at 19. Well, I met a really, really great person. We had moved to Hawaii to, like, be with my dad. That didn't work. Um, so then we moved back to California. We lost our house, and we had to live in very tough conditions because it was my mom's salary that we were living off of, and, you know, my dad didn't help at all. Um, so it was a really hard upbringing, at least, you know, coming back, I was still in my, I think I was my senior year, or junior year, senior year of high school, um, my sisters were a little bit younger, but it was really hard, it was really, really hard, and I had met someone, a really great person in Hawaii when we were living out there with my dad for a little bit, and anyways, <laughs> got married to him and moved back to Hawaii, um, but anyways, it just kind of goes to show that and I know a lot of my motive there was to get out of the house and have this other life. Um, so it's just interesting the things that we do because of our relationships. So the next question is, my mom's telling me to hurry up. <laughs> like, this is the stuff that pisses me off, you guys. Because <laughs> I do the same thing to her. I was like, what? <laughs> no, move just on. Like, yeah. No. Okay, so All next right. question. <laughs> you guys are seeing the dynamic right now. All right, <laughs> next question. Okay. Um, so what would you do differently as a parent? What would you do differently as a parent? Right now, with my age... Uh, I will say nothing because I can see right now things that I could do better but in that time was alright with me because I didn't have that much experience I didn't know that much I mean we born without knowing how to raise kids how to be a mom that means I pretty much need to learn myself how to raise my kids how to deal with their 
you know, needs and, you know, and everything. That means, yeah, right now I'm 61, yeah, I could do better in, in, in a lot of things. But that time, uh, I, didn't ha I didn't know, you know, what, what I could do better. Yeah. Because I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the... the you didn't the have anyone to show you. No, like exactly. I grew do. up with a family dysfunction. Yeah. That means it's just like uh, what was love, what was hugging my kids, how was, I mean, my mom with me. I didn't know how, you know, a daddy come home and give my, you know, mom a kiss and a hug and ask her, ask her how was her day. That means I'm, I know right now, and sometimes I'm talking to you and I'm saying, you know, I ask you, like, I know I traumatize you some, for sure, in different ways, because I know I wasn't there when you need me, because I, when I got divorced, it's pretty much I feel like uh, was my freedom, you know, I could leave, you know, and I want to, I lost weight, I want to, you know, I want to be loved, because live with the, your dad, it was not you know, and not happy it days. It was like it was loveless. There, I feel like not in the beginning. I know you guys yeah, had a good relationship yeah. in the beginning, but when he moved, like he hated Los Angeles. I don't think he liked being a dad. <laughs> I don't think. No, I, I mean he, he likes to be with you guys. We used to travel, but he was not responsible. No. The same way, he came from a, a very cold family, super avoidant family. My oh dad. my gosh, it's like a I never saw you know. You know, his, his mom is zero, zero, zero. Yeah. I, and that means he came, you know, um, through, you know, through this. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, yes, I, I have few things today, but that time. Um, yeah. Well, it's really interesting, too, you guys, because, like, our wounds show up in our relationships. So, like, Mom, when you your relationship with Dad resembled kind of what you were feeling growing up because you didn't get that affection. Yeah. You didn't get your emotional needs met. And with Dad, that's kind of what happened. You didn't get your emotional needs met with no. Dad. Well, he was one of my, the love of my life. You know, I really want to marry him. I really love him. Yeah. I, I was so happy to... The three of you guys, it's you know, yeah, it's, you know, have you know, that's his the same father, but emotionally, I, emotionally, he wasn't no, really present. No, he was not present. Another thing that was like a very hard on me was um, when I was 31, when 32, when I had Jasmine, and I always wants to be a mom, I won't always wants to have a lot of kids. And I have to do my, uh, tie my tubes, tube mm -hmm. ties, because he was scared to do the vasectomy. And to me, 32 years old is super young. You don't have idea, you know, what's uh, going to happen. And I just listened to him, and I did the, that was the, be the most, uh, yeah. um, crazy thing that I did in my life is to accept to yeah. cut my uh, trumps 
and burn um, at the age of 32. I feel like dad had a lot of control. Yeah, emotional. Emotional. Yeah, because I was, you know, when you guys were little, then I was afraid to be alone with the three of you guys, but, you know, after a few years, yeah, you know. And that is actually what kind of made me so scared, too. Like, you know, because we learn about love through what we observed with our parents and our relationship to our parents. And so when I saw my parents' relationship, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is that what is that what love is like you know and I was so afraid um I was so afraid to to like get into a relationship like that and um yeah anyways so so and then you got into toxic relationships like with Dave yeah that was uh this this that's what I'm saying like uh I want to have a use my freedom but I use my freedom and uh you know it's not like a health way I use my freedom to to enjoy myself I um, got into a really toxic relationship totally, yeah. with another fearful avoidant exactly. I'm assuming because it was like constant ups and downs constant yeah. and my mom crying one day so upset to like the next day just partying and having fun to yeah. like being so upset to everything's okay it was just awful to that was awful no and, and and i told you another day it was yeah. pretty awful because i know today that affect you and your sister so so because much Jasmine, emotional well, I'm not <laughs> listening to anyways. Never mind. I'm like, what should I keep personal? But anyways, a lot of us have repeated that same relationship yeah. that she had. Those like constant ups and downs. Because again, that's what we learned. That's what we learned what love was. So none of us really had examples of healthy relationships. So the, the next question here too is like, how did you guys, how did you begin healing? And for me, that was... Um, going to school, right? Because I didn't have that model for me. So I had to go learn what a healthy relationship was on my own. So that's why I went to, I got my, you know, bachelor's in psychology. I got my graduate, um, my graduate, I went to graduate school for marriage and family therapy. And it was really there that I learned, whoa, this is what healthy relationships are like. Wow, we have boundaries. Wow, we can communicate. Wow, it doesn't have to be so crazy and painful but at the same time yes you learn by books and by you know going to school but at the same time you you have the experience in your own life yeah because also you went to different um relationship that was pretty crazy very you know that hurt you so bad that means you learn with your mistakes you learn with the with all the crying the hurt you know the you know the same thing like uh, ups and downs but a little by little every relationship that you had that that was that awful you learn you learn like yeah divide it like this is trash I don't want this more in my life but I'm gonna keep this because I want to do better in this um, the situations, and I think that's why 
you became so um, good in you know whatever you do is because you learn for your own mistakes that's why I'm saying like I learned today I'm a strong person emotional because I learned with my own mistakes I was I, I was never like oh I'm so sorry for myself because you know this guy let me no yes I'm gonna cry yes I cried so much but you know what I have my kids I need to be the provider I need to be there and whatever I did with the the relationships that was horrible but thank you Lord I finish and and because I know it was affecting myself and the same my three kids yeah but I think you learned so much and I think you can understand more a lot of your a lot of people is because you went through a lot in a young age oh yeah and growing up with a family that was a little weird dysfunctional not, this <laughs> one, yeah but we have but a lot of good we things we do we do we do we we have a you know great things we do but uh, that's why like you know i'm very proud of three of you because you guys have a very good um very good human being you yeah. guys are kindness you guys uh and that's what i'm saying to you guys like it's it's n none of us are perfect like none of us are perfect and even though you may have had a dysfunctional family or whatever it is there is good that you took from that experience um, not you know everything is bad there's always duality there's always polarity to everything so you know with my mom yeah there were hardships but she, again like what I learned from her I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for her right because she's so nurturing she's you know empathetic um, she's passionate, like she has all these really great, great qualities that I picked up from her. Um, you know, this kindness, this like good heartedness, this openness, like there's not a lot of parents that would come on a podcast and talk about this stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. And being like, oh my God. You know, and she knows this, you know, she knows that I talk about her and I, and I use her as an example with you guys. Um, and that takes a lot of courage and that takes a lot of just you know I mean love really it takes a lot of love yeah I mean to me it's hard because it's a different language and of course I would love to speak my own language was so much easier but um, yes I mean I'm here for my kids whatever they need and uh, I think it's part of you know my life yeah and so some things that have helped, again, as I've shared, you know, for the healing is setting boundaries. That's been really, really important. Like, you know, <laughs> my mom is a very anxious human being, and that has passed down to all of us. Like, we're all, like, anxious. <laughs> and I hate it. But, you know, like, as we're, we're filming this, we're, like, both hurrying each other <laughs> to, like, talk and, and not continue saying so much. Anyways, so... So setting boundaries, right, like emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, physical boundaries uh, is really important to maintain our relationship and communicating my needs, right? Like if she does stuff that doesn't make me feel good in the past, I would have just held it in and got really upset with her and, you know, just like resented her. But now I speak up like if I don't like something, I will say it. And I feel like all all of this, all the girls, all my sisters do that with yeah. you now. Like we'll all yeah. speak up. <laughs> No, it's interesting because 
Jessica was yesterday. She was like, you know, in bed, and I was doing my things, helping her out, and then she called the doctor and to ask for um, prescription. Prescription. And in my way, I will say, listen, I really need this prescription because I'm in crazy pain and making the little. Yeah. Uh, she would ex she exaggerates yeah, exactly. and gets very dramatic, which I hate. Yeah, I hate it to get so like, much. A, but to get my medication. Yeah. Then, when I saw Jessica talking very calm, <laughs> please, I just need my my medication. It I was driving her nuts, you guys. Driving me crazy. <laughs> driving I left the kitchen. Say, Jessica, Jessica, you know, say that you're very sick. You're very sick. The same time. I was like, what the hell are you doing, Denise? Leave her alone. I was, I see, I saw my mom mm. telling me, hurry up with the, the medication, Denise. And I was doing the same thing that my mom used to do with me. Then I stopped right away yeah. and I went back, whatever I was doing. And I knew that I was so wrong. But after she finished the call, I came to her and I say listen I was totally wrong I don't know I, t I did something that I I really don't want to do it mm -hmm. but was just come out so quickly mm -hmm. and I knew that was wrong and I apologized to you and I say I'm sorry but it was I yeah. mean and I don't want to do things that that my mom used to do it because I know it's wrong and was not positive at all. Yeah. And I, w I saw yesterday I was doing the same thing. And, you know, it's Well, I'm example. glad that you checked yourself. And that's a good example of, that's a good example of changing your behavior is noticing it, right? Noticing what you're doing and then making the effort to change the behavior. So she was like, okay, nope, I'm, I'm noticing this. I'm going to turn around and, and do something else. Um, and that's what you have to do, right? When you are wanting to change a behavior. And I noticed too, with Thor, my dog, I will sometimes discipline Thor or like talk to Thor the way that my mom would talk to us when I was little. And, you know, sometimes it's like, wait a second, I don't have to be calling him bad boy all the time. <laughs> I think calling you, bad you, girl. No. I call like, bad girl. No, no, Jessica, please. <laughs> Bad girl, no. You're <laughs> no, no. making my back hurt. No, not mom. You never called bad girl, but you would say things like you would say like things that made us feel really bad. I know, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. So, anyways, I would do the same to Thor. Like when I got anxious with Thor, or when I got upset with Thor, I'd get super snappy at my dog, and I'd be like, "Wait a second, why am I doing that?" And I learned to to tr you know to react differently actually through my boyfriend Miles because he. And he obviously got this from his parents because Miles is not, he's just so, I mean, he, he has a temper, of course, uh, but like, he's very mellow. Like if yeah. I call Thor a bad boy, he gets so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like it. He's like, no, he, you know, he's just, just so nice the way that he, he, I don't know, the way that he like connects. He sees things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which has taught me so much. You know, it's kind of made it, kind of put me on blast in how I respond some ways in, in very, not aggressive ways, but just not patient. I'm not very patient in a lot of ways. Um, 
and I think that that's something that we kind of learned you know I learned from you you learned from your mom but it's something we want to change totally yeah so let's see what other question actually you guys my phone just died <laughs> with all the questions but I'm trying to I'm trying to recall them through uh, via via my mind um, so another question that I remember is um, so what what suggestions do you have for people who are in a relationship with a parent with like a fearful avoidant attachment style or a different attack who, who want to mend their relationship what would you say I think the communication is the priority if you don't communicate well with your parents with your companion if your boyfriend husband it's right there I don't I don't see a future because you have to be open to to say that today is not a good day or I'm going through things and you know and share your emotion you know share your bad days your good days and you know and and respect to each other you know it, I think it's very important you know um, keep the the um, the light you yeah. know for the love you know always on you know, and but I think communication and and respect—it's it, a lot. You know, and because that's that's the day. If I don't communicate with my kids, you know, I don't know what they're going through. How I'm gonna help them? The same like, uh, you know, Jessica. I figured out that she was in pain when I saw her Instagram. Yeah. And I call her, say, "What's going on?" And yeah. she doesn't want to maybe bother me. I don't know. Ooh, and I'm glad you brought this up, Mom, because this is where my avoidance comes in, right? Where it's like, because you taught us to be so independent in a lot of ways. You taught yeah, us to be very yeah. independent. And not just that, but like I also, I don't like to be a burden on people. And that also comes from my earlier attachment, right? Like I don't want to be a burden on people. I can handle this on my own. I'm a big girl, right? But in that process... You know, I was laying down, like, in so much pain, I could not stand. And I was like, Jessica, wow, because you've just been doing this all on your own, like, who, who do you have to call? You know what I mean? And, and luckily, I did reach out to, to some friends who live near me, and I didn't want to be a burden, but I just chose to kind of embody my secure self, because obviously, I'm doing this work too, you guys, right? Like, nobody's perfect. We're all learning you know, we're all discovering these different layers of attachment that we have. But anyways, I was like, okay, what would Secure Me do? Secure Me is going to freaking reach out to people. You know, Secure Me is going to challenge my fears of being a burden or being too much on people. And, and ask I, for help. And ask for help. Exactly. Ask yes. for help. It's okay That's to ask for help. Yeah. Avoidance. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. These one things in my age, I'm still learning because I'm very independent. I don't want to bother anybody I take everything the best I can but I start learning how can I ask for help I have to share with my kids my friends listen can you help me today and it's very hard to me to ask for help and when I saw my daughter you know in pain and you know she was calling and the phone was off Five o'clock in the morning, I I, I call her. Say, what's going on? 
mom, I mean big pain. Nine o'clock, I was already leaving my place, and uh, yeah, she hopped on a plane that yeah. day. By the way, is my 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 boyfriend Miles? He travels for work, and so he's gone. A, he's gone a lot of the time, um, especially when it's a busy season. And so he wasn't able to leave because he was responsible for fifteen people on a team, and it was a crazy job. And luckily, my mom was available, but. I was alone. <laughs> I was alone in pain. Could not meet any of my needs. I could not stand up to get water. I couldn't feed my dog. So I had to. It forced me. Like yeah. the universe was like, Jessica, you were going to learn this lesson the hard way. And I, like, I had no choice but to reach out to people. And it was great. Like it no, was totally I'm, great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm very. I mean, thank you that I, I have a great um, boss. Yeah. That. The needs go ahead, and you know everything was fine at work, but uh, I will definitely will be here for my daughter. Doesn't matter what, yeah. but uh, you know. But with this, one of the things you need to start learning how, yeah, you know, to ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah. Ask for support. We're not yeah. supposed to do life on our own, you guys. And at some point, you know, we are going to feel helpless, and you know, it's okay. It's okay to rely on people, and that's something that I am still learning. This day, it seems like we're both. Yeah, this. it's the same like my boss always said, like in, in one meeting a long, long time ago, and I take that for my own life. It's like if you're an airplane, you know, anything happened, you have to put the mask in your face, then you're gonna help the others. Because if you help the others, how are you gonna help yourself? Right, that means you help yourself. Then you can start helping the others. Yeah, and that's uh, was a lesson from my own life, because if I if I'm not good, if I cannot do anything for myself, how I'm gonna yeah help the others? How I'm gonna be here today? Is because I did I put the mask on myself to be here to help my daughter. Yeah, and yeah, that's and I take that for life. And I like that because this experience has really showed me that, um, you know, because some of us are so, we're so concerned about other people and taking care of other people. And, you know, I've been on that. I've just been working, working and working. Um, and I haven't, I have been neglecting myself. So this is kind of wake up call. a wake up call of no Jess you got to put on your mask first. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you gotta, and yeah. it's okay. It's okay. The world is not going to fall apart. Like, your business is yeah. not going to fall apart if you put on your mask first. Like, you're going to be a much more, just, you're going to be a better coach, a better therapist, a better friend, a better... A better yourself. Part, a better myself. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You have to be better yourself Yes. to be to good be for other, up, yeah. for the others. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you guys... I don't want to take too much of your time, but mom, do you have any other words of wisdom for anybody? You just be yourself always, you know, don't let people try to change you like uh, who you are. You know, I I know I have to be better. It, it's it's going to be, it, it's a... Uh, a learning process it's a learning process because I'm 61 and I'm still learning and I'm still doing mistakes but I'm trying to learn from my mistakes to do better the next day and I think that's what has helped so much is again your openness 
to learn from mistakes and you're open like to, to talk like this like this exactly. is really helpful yeah I hope like I know I have to say something I mean uh, I know Elise asked oh, yeah. me for uh, Mr. Pickles Mr. Pickles I don't know it's Mr. <laughs> Pickles Elise my friend asked a question when I submitted the questions on Instagram for people to ask questions for today's episode. My friend Elise, who I grew up with, um, who's like a sister, pretty much. Yeah, she's um, my fourth child. It's, yeah, her fourth child. I love her. And uh, I don't know what's Mr. Pickles, Elise. And also, Sorry, Elise. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't find Pickles Mr. On, Pickles. I don't think Mr. Pickles is on Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think he moved or he broke after the pandemic. <laughs> I hope Elise is listening. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yes, it was Anyways. very, very great experience. And you know, just try your best every day, and it's the same. Like, a, take one day at a time. One day at a the time. The present is today, and enjoy your today. The future, who knows? Yeah, but and have compassion for people, yeah. right? Like, have compassion for people not everything is black and white especially if you are a fearful avoidant right not everything is black and white um you there is that gray area and i would say that my relationship with my mom today is in that gray area of like just having compassion for for her uh having compassion for our past and our experiences um and just going from there like seeing the humanity in in everyone around us and see the beauty and the beauty. the beauty laugh you know it's good you know and the bad days you know just go and walk to the the beach if you can if you cannot you go just, to nature read yes, a book like just something relax, for yourself self-soothe um you know learn some self-soothing skills to to ground yourself and connect back to yourself all right you guys well Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you gathered some little nuggets of gold in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of sharing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of sharing, and we were kind of trying to speed each other up, which was uh, interesting. All right. Anyways, we're going <laughs> to end here. Thanks, you guys. I will see you on the next episode. so much for listening. If you are ready to begin shifting your own attachment patterns, you can learn more about my digital courses and my one-on-one attachment coaching package via the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive rating. Your support means so much to me.